This is Friday, January 19th. When do you experience your deepest joy? Do you know there is the experience of joy in heaven? As a pastor, I've had the privilege of being present for some of the most important times in people's lives, the best and the worst. Some of the best have been births. I remember hanging out with a man in his, as his wife was giving birth to twin boys. A C-section was required, and he was waiting just outside the delivery room when I showed up. He was nervous with excitement, and soon a nurse came from the room to let him know that he could come inside and meet his new baby boys. His joy was palpable. When we think about this, we wonder, when does God experience joy? Here's the explanation for the parable of Jesus we've been looking at this week. Luke chapter 15, verse 9 to 10. He says, And when she finds it, that's her lost coin, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. Now you might wonder, Why does this scene elicit such joy in heaven? This moment is the fulfillment of God's plan for us as human beings. That's the reason. The lover is reunited with the beloved. The creature is home with the creator. The father has received his long-lost child back into the fold. Now here is longing and fulfillment, the culmination of God's plan to bring us home. Jesus almost gushes with joy as he tells these parables. The shepherd puts the lost sheep on his shoulders, and when he gets home, he throws a party and invites all the neighbors over to celebrate. And the woman who has found her coin, she does the same thing. You could say Jesus' parables here are about the joy of the Father in heaven over the completed mission of Jesus to recover the people he loves. Writer Ken Davis and his wife, Diane, have a whole bunch of grandkids. One summer, they took three of their granddaughters into the high mountains of Colorado. They love camping. On day one, they were riding ATVs and adventuring, and having their grandchildren with them was was the best. On day two, the girls were up at dawn ready to build a campfire, and Ken went out to help them get wood. At one point, Ken asked his four-year-old granddaughter, Jaden, to carry her little branch back to camp to wake up her grandmother so that the fire could be started. That was the last place Ken would see her. When he got back to the camp, there was no sign of Jaden. You can imagine the panic. They exploded from the campsite in every direction, yelling her name, Ken ran up and down every path, screaming. His wife jumped on one of their ATVs and raced up and down the mountain, yelling for her. Here's Ken. After about two and a half hours, I began to steal myself for the worst. Soon a forest ranger came by. They called in volunteers. The mountain could be very dangerous for a child as young as Jaden. He went down where there was cell phone coverage, so that he could call Jaden's parents. I can't imagine that call that Ken had to make. And Ken kept searching. Above the camp, there was an area with deep, muddy pools where water had collected. He fell into one of them, praying. 
that she had not fallen into one of them herself. It was there trembling he came to the end of himself. Dear God, I have nothing left. You have everything, Lord. I cherish this girl more than anything. If need be, take my life, take me, but please bring this baby back. His voice gave out, his strength was gone, in tears and mud and terror and love. The searchers didn't find Jaden that day. It was a young couple out on a hike along an old mining road that came across her. And when they found her, Jaden told the woman she was worried. She said, My grandpa is lost. And it was true. At that moment, Ken was oh so lost. He stayed in that muddy water for a long time. Prayers and tears and mud mingled together. When Ken heard she had been found, he rushed to her. He was overwhelmed with joy that she was alive. Now, I think if we can begin to grasp this joy, we're just starting to get a, a glimpse of the joy God has in us. And we're beginning to see and know the heart of God toward us, how God has pursued us. And this is why Jesus came into the world and what he came into the world to accomplish. It is also why Jesus is sharing these parables. His listeners have been far away from God. The two groups of people in the crowd have been far from him for different reasons. First, the sinners have not believed themselves worthy of love. They know they are lost and feel like lost causes. They've been told that their sins are so great that God would not be interested in them, that there really is no way back to God from where they are. Yet they are hearing that God has come in search of them, and when he finds them, there is great joy in heaven. But second, they're the religious leaders, the Pharisees and teachers of the law. These are people who do not believe they are lost at all, making them the most lost of all. They feel no need of grace because they can't see their sin, their pride, and their self-righteousness. Jesus longs for them to be willing to be found too, to see their need and welcome the grace and mercy of God. And that leaves us with the question, are we willing to be found by the good shepherd? Are, are we? Let's pray. Lord, let us hear the echo of celebration in heaven over one person who is found by you, who is brought home by Jesus. Thank you for doing all that is needed to retrieve us. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm.